You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Thank you, worship team. When I call you, you come, eh? God is awesome in this place. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. To me, this morning, there is nothing more important. There's nothing we are looking forward to doing today but reconnecting with him. <laughs> there is a connection that you need in your life. There's a grace, women here, listen, that you need to carry in your life. <laughs> Enough of walking around with stale oil. We need him. And there's nothing that pleases him than people who come to him and say, I'm desperate for you. <laughs> I need you more than silver, more than gold, more than anything else. I need you. Ha. <laughs> <sighs> This morning, I'm going to speak to three groups of people, and I need you to know that you are definitely in one of the groups. Amen? Because sometimes I know how people are when the word is coming, they are too full, all right? They already know it, eh? you know, and they don't feel there's a need. And sometimes when we minister, we feel like, okay, maybe this word is not. It is for you. Tell someone beside, this word today is yours. It is your word. You will find yourself in one of the three groups I'm going to talk about. All right, can I welcome you? Let me be nice. <laughs> you, you, know, you know it happens when the spirit is doing what he's doing. Ah. We forget protocol. <laughs> so welcome, everyone. Welcome to Prevailing Women, <laughs> women with the backbone of steel, Amen. women who desire God more than anything else. Amen. Are you that woman <laughs> whose desire is for him and no one else? Every other thing is extra. In Nigeria, there's a song that says, every other thing, Najara. You know what Jara is? Um, I think it's Mahala. Parcella. When you buy, you've been to the, well, I don't know. Because <coughs> you, you go to Woolies, so you don't get that. <laughs> when you go to the market and, and you've bought some rice, maybe, you know, they've put some rice for you, and then you ask for your parcella. You can't go and ask for parcella without buying the rice. <laughs> so that's the jara. 
You can't want all the other things that are added if you don't seek him first. So it is in seeking him that all the other things are added. Stop looking for the other things. You won't find them. Seek him. And when you seek him, you will find the other things. It will be added. You will be walking away from the person selling. I should say, come, customer. There is more. I need to give you more. That is what will happen to you. Goodness and mercy will continue to follow you. Things will run after you. Because you are running after God. Facing God. Desiring God. But unfortunately... We are running after things. And let me tell you, you cannot run after things and face God at the same time. So we are women that seek God. Women that desire him. Amen. So, (laughs) this morning, (laughs) the Lord started speaking to me and he built it and that's why I realized that he's going to speak to three different groups. <laughs> he started off. And I'm going to speak, maybe later on we can look at the title. <laughs> but the group of women I want to start off with are the ones that are saying to God this morning, ask me again, Lord. Ask me Again, Lord. Have you ever watched a movie? Because you get that in movies as well. Where maybe a guy proposes to a lady. And for whatever reasons, maybe her insecurities. Maybe she's just not ready. Maybe she has her own plans and agenda and is just not lining up. And, or maybe she has some fears. Are you following? And he asks, he says, will you marry me? And she says, no. Or she walks away. And then she later comes to that place where she sees and she knows that, mm, actually, I want to marry you. But she can't just come up because he asked her five months ago. (laughs) She can't just come to him and now say, yes. He says, yes to what? (laughs) So what does she do? She goes to him and says, ask me again. I see you guys haven't watched any movies like that. I have. (laughs) And I see some people, ah, this way in the spirit. I'm in the spirit right now. <laughs> I'm so connected, you have no idea. <laughs> Ask me again. I have a sense this morning from what God has been saying to me. Is that there are people in the house, women here, that need to come back to God. <laughs> and say, Lord, what was that thing you told me one year ago? Ask me again. Lord, when you spoke 
to me the other time. I, I was self-absorbed. I was thinking of my own agenda. But please ask me again. I will say yes this time. Ask me again. I'm ready. Lord, I was so afraid when you said to me that you were going to use me. That you were going to use me to change lives. That you were going to use me and you were going to set me and present me before kings. I was so scared. I ran. But ask me again. I once gave a word to someone where the Lord just gave me a strong word for her and, and powerful things and wonderful things. And she ran. She ran. Because she could not understand, like me, who? Me? Because when she received that, what she was thinking, does it mean I have to quit my job and begin to do this? And so she ran. But my prayer for her is that she will come back and say, Lord, what was that thing you asked before? Ask me again. I'm ready. I say yes. There are people in this house this morning, you're going to say to him, ask me again. Jonah chapter 1, you know the story. Jonah chapter 1, from verse 1. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amita, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry out against it. For their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah arose <laughs> to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. I want to stop here. The word of the Lord came to Jonah and said to him, Jonah, arise. I'm sending you somewhere. All right? And Jonah did what? He arose. <laughs> but when he arose... He went a different direction. I was thinking about Jonah, and I had quite a laugh when I was thinking about this guy. Because if you look at people like Moses and Gideon and many others, Jeremiah, when the Lord came to them and started speaking to them, they started asking questions, Lord, but how can this be? This one says, I'm, I'm a child. That one says, I'm a stutterer. The other one says, I cannot speak. You know, they engaged God. Jonah heard the word and arose like he was going. But went somewhere else. I don't get it. I, I, I was laughing. I was like, Seriously, Jonah, when I see you, we'll talk. <laughs> you didn't even say to God. But God, I'm scared. What if they don't believe me? What if they attack me? What? You didn't ask questions where he could help you. You arose and you fled. And God called you some time ago. You know who you are. 
And he gave you an assignment. And he said, I need you to do this, this, that. You arose and you went to work. You went a direction he did not send you. But this morning, ask me again, Lord. I believe that as we've cried out and say, it is you that I need. I believe it's a preparation to bring you to that place where you will desire him and desire his purpose to the place where you will say, Lord, ask me again. Ask me again. Amen. And Jonah ran. Jonah 2, 4 says, 2, 4. We, we know the story, Jonah 2, 4. We know how he ran. We know the situation he faced. You know, sometimes your running can affect other people that were not involved. When God says to you, I want you to do this, that, and that. Do you know that there are people connected to your obedience? And unfortunately, sometimes there are some connected to your disobedience. These guys were in the same boat. <laughs> you know how we figuratively say you are in the same boat? They were in the same boat. Until he owned up to say, I'm the reason why we are almost dying. I'm the reason. It's because I refuse to do what God asked me to do. I'm the reason why we're in the state that we are in. Throw me out. And he was thrown out indeed. I can imagine them saying, God bless you. Thank you for owning up. <laughs> Even though they were good people because they still prayed. But they realized it's better to throw you out. Go and answer to your maker. You can't be nicer than God. You, he's calling you. He says, you, come. And somebody else will say, don't worry. He will not be angry with you for not coming. Don't worry. Don't go. Don't go. No, no there's no such thing. And he stayed in the belly of the fish for how many days? <laughs> Three. And I believe that while he was in there, his cry was, Lord, what was that thing? <laughs> what was that thing you said earlier? Ask me again. Ask me again. He says, then I said, I have been cast out of your sight, yet I will look again towards your holy temple. You know, the Bible says he ran away from the presence of the Lord. But he says, I will look again, Lord. I will look, I'm ready. I want to look again at your holy temple. Ask me again, Lord. He stayed in that place. It was not a comfortable place until he was vomited out. He went ahead and he did what the Lord asked him to do. In fact, let, let's see. Um, you know, when he, when he said, I've set my, yet I will look again towards your holy temple. Chapter 3, verse 1 says, Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time. That's why I said to you, Jonah must have said, ask me again. <laughs> Lord, speak again. 
I'm ready this time. Is there somebody in this house? You know that you ran. You know that, okay, we see you here because you know you might say, but I come to church. But you know that you've run. You know that you are not answering. You know the number of times he said to you, I want you to go and speak to this person. You know. He may not be sending you to a different country, to a different city. He might have been sending you just to your colleague next desk, next, right next to you, and you refuse to go. But as you cry out for your need for him, your cry today should be, Lord, ask me again. I'm ready to go. I will go for you. I will do what you want me to do. And the word of the Lord came to him, what? A second time. The word of the Lord is coming to somebody this morning for a second time. His word is coming back to you. Listen, uh, the Lord was dealing with me for nights and nights on this word. So it is yours. Amen. Amen. It is for you. You receive it. You rise up from where you are. And you say, Lord, I am ready. He eventually went, and we're not going to get into that story, but... I have never seen a more successful person. When everybody repented in sackcloth, I'm preaching to how many of you here, and I'm trusting that at least, (laughs) at least 10 of you are hearing. (laughs) I know that you're all hearing. But when everyone, including animals and babies, everybody is in sackcloth and repenting, He was successful. Now you are running from what God says you should go and do. You don't know the success ahead of you. The things that are supposed to follow you. You have no experience of what it's like for goodness to follow you. You only hear about the things happening in the lives of other people. But you haven't encountered those things yet. Why haven't you encountered it? Because you have not yet said, yes, Lord. Instead, you've put down his own agenda and you have picked up yours. And you are saying, let me sort mine out. Then I can look to you. But I pray this morning that as the spirit of the Lord moves over you, and you begin to find an, 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 that need to be with him, that need to, to, to know him more, to, to, to obey him, to follow him, that need, you will begin to cry, ask me again, Lord. Ask me again. It doesn't matter your excuses. I have had excuses. <laughs> I have shared some of mine with you. I believe we've all had excuses for why we cannot do what we're supposed to do. Simple. Can you come and lead an open prayer? Ah. (laughs) 
Um, you know I'm an introvert. I knew you were an introvert before I said come. You think God does not know you? He made you. And if he created you and said, I want you, I created you for this purpose, you cannot be telling him who you are. He knows who you are. You can't go to God and say, I am this person. He says, no, 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 no. You don't know who you are. Ask me. Ask me, the one who created you, who you are. Don't tell me who you are. How many times have you been asked? How many times have you been asked a simple thing? Can you do this? And you say, hmm. Some like Jonah, you don't even answer. <laughs> you arose and you fled. <laughs> and some can argue about it. But how many times? You, do, you, do you know you would never, you can never tell what you are carrying. <laughs> you can never know the grace of God in you. Until you say yes. I love my Bible school class. They're here. Wave, wave, wave my people. Uh, she goes. <laughs> They're here. In this class, we've done some things. And put you on the spot, isn't it? Yeah. Where they've had to do some things in front of other people. Say, okay, I want you to practice this. Show me what you would do if you were in this way. And it's nerve-wracking, isn't it? But they do it. And as they begin to do it, they realize, oh, 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 so this was inside me. Oh, so, oh, so I have this. Oh, so I, I you mean I have this kind of wisdom? I didn't know that I possessed this level of wisdom. Are you following? But someone else could have sat back and said, no, I'm not saying it, ah. Uh, Lucia is in the group. She should say it. <laughs> when you pass the buck to someone else, how many times have you not done what you are supposed to do? Have you not done what you are called to do? Because of one reason or the other, because you are too busy with your own things, because you are afraid, for whatever reason it is, how many times have you stepped back from what you should be doing? This morning, I want you to come to the place where you're saying, Lord, please, ask me again. Ask me again. I'm ready. Ask me again. I'll do it. Ask me again. Yes, I'm quaking in my boots, but ask me again. I want to do it. Ask me again. Hallelujah. If you're in the house this morning like that, get ready. You're going to need to answer some calls. Amen. Can I speak to the second? There's so much to say to the first group, but let's move because there's a lot of <laughs> rededication, consecration that needs to take place. Amen. This group that I'm talking about are not the ones that are the Isaiah, I think, 6, 8, where it says, 
here I am, Lord, send me. No, this is a group that says, I am not here, Lord, don't send me. Look for somebody else. <laughs> I'm not around. But you are coming back to the place where you're going to say, here I am. Here I am. Send me, Lord. If you are looking for someone, I'm here. And, and Lord, I remember you said you wanted to use me for this and that. Is it still, is that offer still on? Yeah. Is that offer still there? And he says, it is written concerning you in the volume of books. Arise and do it. Ask me again. My second group of people are the ones who need to come before the Lord today and say, Lord, I want to begin again. I want to what? I want to begin again. <laughs> and the Lord gave me something fantastic. In fact, I want to begin again. He gave me something fantastic <laughs> about this group of people. Because you see, whenever we think about beginning again, we think of ground zero. <laughs> we think, oh Lord, <laughs> it means we're going back to the very beginning. It means, you know, think of someone who fell. <sighs> I was thinking about this and my heart kept breaking over and over again and needing healing. You know how I've encountered men of God that fell, all right? And, and when they fell, instead of the church to help them, the church wounded them the more, stabbed them the more, crucified them the more. Meanwhile, they were ready, <laughs> stretching out their hand. Hands are so cold, but uh, ooh, and yours are so warm. They are stretching out their hands and saying, please, help me. I fell, but help me. I want to rise from this place. But you are like, why did you fall? <laughs> Do you know the number of people that were looking up to you? This is the church. You are wounded. Well, why? And then when we finally decide to look at you, then we say, anyway, because you fell, we can't trust you anymore. Go to the back. Please don't go. <laughs> go to the back. You are starting from the bottom. And that has always been the case, isn't it? But even our exam board knows better. Have you ever had to rewrite? <laughs> You've written something and then you write again. If the one you wrote before, if you had, maybe you had, uh, what, 50% before and you said, no, I want to rewrite, and you rewrote and you got 40, what mark will they use? The 50%. They won't say, no, you, you must have 40. Listen to me. When God is talking to you about beginning again, he's going to begin you from the last height where you were. Amen. 
when the prodigal son decided that his father was already dead, so give me my inheritance. Give me what belongs to me. When he decided, I want my goods, give to me. And he went and he squandered it. <laughs> yeah, maybe we are like prodigal sons here. <laughs> We've gone ahead and done what we want to do. Squandered the grace of God on our lives. Squandered, you, you know, even thinking about like the men of God, like I'm saying. Squandered the, the respect, all of those things. You're a wife here, you've messed up. And this prodigal son went, he collected all that he had and went and parted and enjoyed his life. But the time came when he told himself, the Bible says it came to his mind, you know, it's like you returned like, woo, village people have been working. <laughs> Not everyone would understand that. In Nigeria, let me help you. When, when you do things you wouldn't normally do, you say, oh, village people. <laughs> so that they are working you from the village. <laughs> he came to his right mind. And here is what he said. In fact, let me see if we can read this. Luke chapter 15. 18 and 19. He said, when he came to his right mind, he said, I will arise and I will go to my father. And I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. And I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. Lord, I have seen. Have you ever been in the place where you've so messed up that you are saying, in fact, don't even put me back in that position. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. I want to begin again. But just take me to the lowest of the low. I'm not worthy to fit the shoes again. I'm not, you, you see, you know why it can be difficult for you to believe and understand that when God is going to begin again with you, he starts from where you were last, high up. It's because when somebody offends you, and you cut off, and they come back, you say, you know, we have to take it easy. We have to apply wisdom here. <laughs> I'm not saying that you will not be my friend anymore, but, but let, let's, we'll just start. Let's see how it goes. We'll just start and see how it goes. It's not the heart of the father. It's the heart of the brother. He says, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. Verse 22. Says, make me like one. <laughs> but the father said to his servants, when his father saw him coming, 
he said to his servants, bring out the best robe and put it on him. The last time he was at home, he had the best. Hello? So when he returned, the father did not say, yes, bring out one of your servants, bring one of, in fact, the ones you don't wear again, bring it. The father said, bring out the best robe, put it on him, put a ring on his hand, and sandals on his feet. Because, listen to me, the time he returned, he wasn't in the best robe anymore. He did not have a ring on his finger. Who knows how he came back, the kind of sandals he wore, worn out and all. But the father is saying, this is not the son that I know. This is not the son. I want to restore him to the son that I know. But we are busy trying to see how we're going to start you from the lowest level. How we're going to eliminate you. How we're not even going to allow you come in. The father said, bring, uh uh-huh, verse 23. (laughs) And bring the fatted calf here and kill it and let us make it and make merry. For the son was dead dead and is alive again he was lost and is found and they began to make merry he was dead and alive I don't care how dead you have been I don't care today you can say Lord I want to begin again I want to start again wipe clean my slate and begin with me again. The things I have squandered, I know that you have a way of still restoring me. I know that I messed up here and there and at different times. Begin again. Begin in my marriage again. There's some people that they're in that place where they're like, Lord, let's behave like this has never happened. Let's start again. There's some people that need to go to their spouses or their friends or whoever and say, can we begin again? And when you're saying, can we begin again? They're saying, It's almost like you saying, let's continue from where we left off. Check your life. Check your life. When you strayed and you came back, you didn't need to wind up yourself. You went back into the flow. He's saying to you, you can begin again today. Am I talking to anyone here? You can begin again. This is the best news I have had to share in a very long time. It's the best news where God is saying, I'm standing here. All you need to say is, Lord, ask me again. He says, I'm here. All you need to say is, Lord, I want to begin again. And I'm ready to start you off again but I'm not starting you in the way people think. How is it that you've seen people after the mess up, 
after they've, they've done things that even you would not have even conceived doing. And they did it all. And when they come back, God is celebrating them and using them mightily. But if some people encounter some brothers, you know, church brothers, if some encounter, they will not want you to rise from where you are. But I want you to be the kind of people that when you see people who need to begin again, that you can say to them, look, your fatted calf has been waiting for you. In fact, it is so fat because we've been feeding it, waiting for your arrival. The Bible says that the father was looking out. He looked out. He saw him from afar because he had been looking out for him. God has been looking out for you, for you to begin again. It doesn't matter how you squandered your life. It doesn't matter how bad and how low you went. You can begin again. Samson, you saw how he messed up. Delilah came and woman, woman. And that's how he fell. Eyes plucked out, tied up, and all of those things. They were using Samson for entertainment. And then he prayed and said, Lord, just one more time. eh?" (laughs) It's like, Lord, I know I've messed up, but just give me what it takes now. The Lord did not say, uh, you know, I have to take you to when you were just born. Because, you know, we have to start from the beginning. This is someone who fell. This is someone who messed up. But he experienced a grace like never before. He experienced a grace like... His victory that day was more than he had ever done in his entire life. This is the God that I serve. The God of love. The God that can cause you to start again. And on the right foot. Look, when you start again, you start at such a level. Such a level that you wonder why, why. You know. Then you begin to appreciate God and you appreciate his mercies and say, this God is merciful because I know how far I went. But look where he has placed me. I know that you are here this morning and you need to say, Lord, I need to begin again. Amen. You may not have found yourself in number one and two. I found myself in the two. So I said three groups. Maybe you're not in group one or group two, but you'll be in group three for sure. (laughs) And you are the group that are saying to the Lord, renew me again. Is there anyone in this place that feels I don't need to be renewed? I want to see your hand. I dare you. (laughs) When you come and you say, Lord, renew me again. If you've used a car for a while, you don't know you need to change the oil. It will die on you. 
the engine will knock on you one day. But you need to know that at different intervals, you come back and go for servicing. They tell you, they give you your service plan, isn't it? <laughs> you know when to go back for service. You know when the oil needs to be changed, when you need to be checked again. But some of us, because we are looking okay on the outside, because when we switch on the car, it responds, it doesn't matter that the car is not moving to its fullest, that it's not functioning as well as it's supposed to function, as long as it can move us from point A to B. Let's go. It doesn't matter that you are coming to church, you are, yes, it's wonderful, we're having a great time, but the only time you really experience him is when you are with people. It doesn't matter. All the wonderful things we see you here, you are serving, you are standing, you, are, you look like, you know, you are the only one in the kingdom of God. <laughs> it is only you. Without you, the kingdom will not advance. And you're, and Yet, you are running, the oil is black. You just keep going. And then one day, we can't find you. One day, you are, no, you know, you are dead. You are nowhere to be found. And we're like, what, what happened? She was there last Sunday. You don't know that the engine was quarter to knocking. Renew me again. I need you so much. I cannot live this life. I cannot do what I'm supposed to be doing without fresh oil. I cannot function without your anointing. Yes, I was anointed yesterday. But I need fresh oil today. I don't want to keep running on empty. I don't want to just keep going because I'm seeing one or two results. I'm okay to go. I want to come back and say, Lord, renew me afresh. The Bible says that he daily loads us. <laughs> daily. He daily loads us with his benefits. I know that if you catch a revelation of that, you can never wake up in a new day and not ask for a new benefit. If you catch a revelation, you don't wake up and say, well, yesterday's one is still running. It's okay, Lord. You know, I'm, I'm good with yesterday. He said, that means you have missed out the benefit for the second of what month are we in? Of June. You are missing out on something because there is something for today. When he spoke to the children of Israel about manna, he says, listen to me. Just gather enough for today. I'm bringing for tomorrow. If you keep this thing, it will rot. Renew me again. 
I need your anointing to be able to function in my office. I need everything I do to be anointed. Whether I'm a teacher in school, I want my teaching to be distinct, to be dripping with oil. I want my students to look and say, there's something, this is a teacher I want. Don't be the one that they're saying, I don't want this teacher. If you've had children in school, they'll be praying, Mom, just pray along that I don't get. <laughs> but there are some teachers that they want. And if they get teachers, I'm so happy that my math teacher is this person. That you can be that one, dripping with oil. They want you because of the grace on your life. Renew me again. Renew me again. First Kings 19, we know the story. Renew me, Lord. Let's see verse 5. Okay, go back. Let's start from verse 1. And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done. Also how he had executed all the prophets with the sword. Uh, excuse me, someone that did all that was anointed. There was grace on his life, isn't it? Yeah. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah <laughs> saying, So let the gods do to me and more also. If I do not make your life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. And when he saw that, he arose and ran for his life and went to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and, and came and sat under a broom tree. And he prayed that he might die. Can I wait? Pause here, because as I read that, he prayed that he might die. When you get to that place where you are like, let me just die, or when you give up, or when you think what you're going through is beyond you, is because grace is no longer there. You cannot be walking by grace and praying to die. You cannot be saturated by the grace of God and ready to give up. Are you following? I've been in the place where I'm like, ah, please, let's leave it. But at that time, I knew there's no grace here. Grace doesn't cause me to throw in the towel. He says that he might die. And he said, it is enough. <laughs> Isn't I've had it. Now, Lord, take my life. I'm no better than my father's. And then he lay. So he, that was his cry, right? What was his cry? Lord, take my life. It's enough. I'm tired. And as he lay and slept under a broom tree, suddenly an angel touched him and said to him, Arise and eat. Arise and eat. 
In other words, you have run on empty. He's crying to say, I'd rather die. And God did not say to him or send his angel to say, please don't die. God did not send any comfort from somewhere. All he did was to send his angel and send food. He says, arise, eat. The reason why you are running and crying to die is because you are hungry. (laughs) The reason why you are ready to give up is because you are on empty. The reason why you are in the state that you're in is because there is no grace available to you. Or you are not tapping into grace. The reason why you are where you are is because you have not been renewed. No fresh oil. So yes, I had just done some serious justice there. But to tell you that that was not enough to carry him. When opposition came, the next opposition that came that was far smaller than all the people he had just confronted. When one woman raised her voice, I would have thought with the same grace, with the same fiery anointing that she would, he would have put her in her place. But he ran and says, I'm tired. Let me die. And the Lord sent his angel and said to him, arise, eat. All you need is food. All you need is to be renewed. All you need is fresh oil. That is what will get you up and running again. Sometimes you ask yourself, you know, when you've ever done anything well, and you did it really well, and then you're like, sure, this is serious, because I don't know if I can repeat this. <laughs> Has it happened to anyone? You know, when you oh, whoa, this was so good. But, ish. <laughs> you watch people, you know, all those competitions they're singing, then this person has sang so well and said you should have kept this for the finale. I don't think you can top this one. It's because they don't know your source. Instead of you being afraid, like, whoa, I've given out everything. Yes, and at that time you could have given out everything. You've put in everything, you've done everything you know to do. When you finish, don't decide to continue running as you are. Go back. Go back and say, Lord, renew me. Anoint me again. You did something at work. You solved a problem or whatever it is. You were the star of the week. And you are thinking, will I ever be a star again? Go back to the one who anointed you. Who gave you the grace and the wisdom to do what you did before. And when you go back and he fills you again, you will be amazed at what can come out of you. Verse 6. And he looked and there by his head was a a cake baked on on coals and a jar of water. So he ate and drank and lay down again. And the angel of the Lord came back the second time and touched him and said, arise and eat because the journey is too great for you. <laughs> Woo! You want to go on certain journeys, on empty, 
you will burn out and you will blame God. But he made provision for you to refuel, but you just did not bother refueling. And he arose and ate and drank. And he went in the strength of that food 40 days and 40 nights. Amen. As far as horror. Listen. He went in the strength. The food he was given once, then he was given twice. He says, eat this food. This particular food I'm giving you will carry you for 40 days. Not 41 days. So when you finished your exploits, the 40 days exploits, and you think you don't need to revisit the same well. And you think you don't need to go back to the place of anointing. You will know what will happen to you on the 40, 41 uh, first day. Amen. He went in the strength of that food. In this house today, there are people that need to say to the Lord, Lord, renew me again. I need your oil to flow in my life once again. There are things, God is not expecting just your strength, your, you know, your abilities, your giftings, your grace. There are people that are more gifted than us. But let the anointing speak. Let the anointing, I'm, I said, Lord, I want your anointing to drip. Uh, I don't need to shout, stand on the chair. Anointing, just keep dripping. Are you following? I don't need to demonstrate. I just need to carry your grace. Refuel me, Lord. Renew me, Lord. I need to eat again, Lord. For the journey that is ahead. For the assignment that you have given to me. I need to eat some more. Renew me. So I know that in this place, there are people here that are saying, Lord, I need to be renewed. People who are experiencing any form of fatigue, engine fatigue. <laughs> They're saying, Lord, renew me once again. Ask me again, Lord. Begin again in my life, Lord. Renew me again, Lord. Those are the people in this house this morning. And we need to cry out to God. But you need to know you have the need. That's why I had to take a little time to help you to see that without him, you can do nothing. Even though you feel that I have some abilities, that if you wake me from sleep, there are things I can say. If you continue to live your life like that, one day they will wake you and you will be like Samson and say, I will just shake myself up like I usually do. And you do not know that you, the, the enemy has got you. Renew me, Lord. I need your oil. I need your anointing. I need your grace. 
the things that I'm looking at right now, facing, I'm thinking I cannot cope is because I, I'm short of grace. I need grace. Amen. I need your unction. Amen. I need your anointing. Amen. Renew me, O oh God. Yes, that is our cry this morning. Whatever your cry is, I want you to pray. I want you to give yourself to the Lord. If you are in the place where you are coming to the Lord and say, Lord, I remember when you spoke to me and I ran. Ask me again. If you are in the place where you are saying, Lord, I sinned against you. Lord, I, I squandered what you gave me. I squandered your grace. I squandered everything that you have given to me. But I want to start again. If you're in the place where you're saying, thank you for your grace and for your anointing that's been flowing in my life, but I need to be renewed. I want you to pray. I want you to have your time with the Lord this morning. Amen. Amen. Do you want to rise to your feet or whatever it is you want to do? But I need you to connect with God this morning. Remember what we said this morning. Because I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's someone here that is saying, I wish you had touched on a particular need that I have. I need the anointing to just destroy this demon that has been bothering my father. Listen, you need him. When you have him, those things will be sorted. Are you following? What I am saying to you is more important, the most important thing than whatever need you came with. If your greatest need is not the need for him, Put every other thing down now and cry out to him. Come on, talk to the Lord. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.